0: What is up, Niners faithful? After the last video, I think it is safe to say that I did overreact about saying that the Niners season is over, because uh, it is not, and you guys are right. Some of you guys in the comments did call me out about losing faith on the Niners this season, and that was wrong of me to say that, and that was, I think it was just mainly the emotions just got to me thinking, man, Jimmy's out for the season, and well, what's next? But The facts are we have a 97.8% chance of making the playoffs, and I counted out that we have the number one defense in the NFL and uh, that we have some of the best weapons offensively. Welcome back, 49ers faithful, to another first and 49ers podcast. I'm your host, Cole McMahon, and I. so, yeah, I do want to just say I am sorry for what I said about our season being over, and it was mainly not saying that, like, our season's over, like, we're not going to make the playoffs, but just my mind was just instantly going to a Super Bowl, and... Not to say that it's impossible for the Niners to still make a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, the way he played on Sunday, last Sunday. If he can continue this the rest of the season, who knows what can happen? But uh, I was just kind of basing it off of man, just just so much happened in the season already. We lost Trey Lance, and so Jimmy stepped it up, and we were playing. He was playing the best football of his career, and then he gets injured in the first quarter. And so I'm just my instant thoughts are like, man, like <laughs> our season's over. We're not going to win a Super Bowl, but. Uh, the facts are, though, too. No rookie quarterback has ever made and even won a Super Bowl. So there's a lot of adversity, but I mean, that's what the Niners, that's what this team is is built on, I believe. And but you can't, you just can't, you just can't count out the Niners, like you guys were saying. You can't count them out because of the loss of our quarterback, because of the the weapons in this team that we do have defensively and offensively still. Um. But just talking about a little more of the Jimmy G injury It's just so devastating, the amounts of the the stuff that he's gone through his entire career. And it just seemed like it was a it could have been a storybook ending for for Jimmy and this in the 49ers just after ACL injury, uh, high ankle sprains, keeping out for the seasons, losing the Super Bowl, uh, getting replaced by Trey Lance, now coming back and taking over for Trey Lance after his injury. And so just in my mind, I'm thinking the storybook, oh, this is it. Jimmy's going to lead the Niners to a Super Bowl now, and we're going to win it, and and it's going to be a happily ever after. We're going to get a sixth ring. Uh, but things don't play out as, as they're supposed to, but we do have some good news on the side of Jimmy G's injury, sort of good news. Uh, it was better news uh, yesterday, and then today it kind of came out. It's a little less better news, and I'll get into that right now. So the news for, about Jimmy's foot is that he's out six to eight weeks with his foot on um, uh, breaking his foot. But Lombardi, David Lombardi pointed out that it is possible that Jimmy could come back sooner because uh, the injury that Jimmy sustained is a is not a Liz, a Liz Franc, uh kind of foot injury, I guess. I don't know how to really pronounce a Liz Franck. Uh, but basically, Liz Franc is the long bones that Long bones of the toes and the bones that in the arch that connect to the foot. And that wasn't the thing that got that got broke, that broke in Jimmy's foot. And so it does not require surgery. And basically, it's just going to require Jimmy to heal himself uh, so that the facts are that he could be back six to eight weeks. Uh, but then, unfortunately, today it came out. David Lombardi reported as well. Uh, Kyle Shannon was talking and they said it's a way outside chance that Jimmy is, poss- is possible for Jimmy to return. <coughs> Excuse me. For the playoffs, Uh, yeah, he may be healed by then, six to eight weeks in that time period. But Shanahan was saying that Jimmy might not be is probably not going to be football ready by then. But if if there's something we know about Jimmy is that he's very persistent and he's a very a very solid guy and a very hard worker. And I'm sure he's going to do every single thing he can uh, coming into like the PT, the physical therapy, and just the recovery process to try to make it back for the playoffs. playoffs the wild card six weeks away and there's still a lot of football left so that's a good transition point to going into what Brock Purdy can do for the Niners and and for Jimmy Garoppolo is basically he can try to hold the ship afloat for a possible Jimmy G playoff return but if that's not even the case we just have to if we could just see Brock Purdy that played last Sunday every single week for the rest of the year that he played like against the Dolphins we can expect to we can expect the Niners to win more games and they only need to realistically win three more games uh, for them to be into the playoffs. Uh, it's a tough schedule. We're playing the Bucks this week. We're playing the Seahawks on Thursday night football. And then the commanders have a pretty good defense. So realistically, if they could win those three games in a row, it's a super tall task to ask a rookie quarterback who's about to face Tom Brady, especially, and I'll be getting into that um, to do win three straight games. But if he could do that, will be, we'll be in the best position of all time, basically, with a, a rookie quarterback at the helm. Um, why might Brock Purdy be successful in this offense? Well, he doesn't have to necessarily do much. He just has to hit his checkdowns pretty much, and he can rely on the Yak Bros. He can rely on this run game with Christian McCaffrey to do the damage. He's got Debo. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Kittle. If we just implement those guys, I mean, I think we could be set, and he doesn't have to... He doesn't have to be the quarterback that maybe Jimmy was uh, this, this whole year so far. Brock Purdy has a lot of football experience. He played 48 college games, 81 touchdown passes, 33 interceptions in his career uh, at Iowa State, and a 67.7% completion uh, percentage. So right off the bat, Brock Purdy has a ton of experience uh, going in from college. Going into the NFL now, Um, he sat behind Jimmy, sat behind Trey Lance this whole offseason. So he knows the playbook. Obviously, they're going to tailor it a little bit more for, for Brock Purdy. Um, but a thing to note as well is that the Niners aren't going to have to transition as much of the, as the playbook as they did. Uh, Shanahan mentioned this. I believe Lombardi also uh, reported this. They don't have to switch as much as the playbook as they did uh, when Trey Lance got injured and Jimmy had to go in because of how different the players were uh, going into Brock Purdy and Jimmy G transition. They're, they're relatively more of the same player than... than than the Lance and and Garoppolo comparison. Um, But some key things that may make Brock Purdy continue to have the success that he did on Sunday is the fact that He's been hitting, he hit his receivers in tight windows. He, he showed that confidence. His passes were very accurate. He was throwing in between two, one and two uh, defenders at all times, a lot of the time. Uh, his ability to scramble, that's something that was, that's different from Jimmy G, is that he's a lot more mobile than Jimmy G can be. And we saw it on Sunday. He made the great throws. Uh, the Miami was blitzing him a lot. Uh, zero blitzing of five, six guys at a time. And he didn't shy away from that task. If guys were coming in his face, he was either going to get the ball out pretty quickly and hit like George Kittle with a great pass, hung in the pocket, took a big hit. Uh, After the pocket collapsed, he rolled out to pass to Debo. Uh, Christian McCaffrey made a great play, rolled out to the left, adjusted his body, kind of threw across his body to McCaffrey. I mean, the plays that we saw um, Purdy do this last Sunday, if he could do that, we'll be in a good spot. And on top of that, I think one of my favorite flo- throws that I saw on Sunday uh, was a, cl- uh, a pass that, the once again, the defense was coming right into Purdy's face, and he had to roll out, roll out to the right, and he made this like really great sidearm-ish kind of throw to Brandon Ayuk uh, for a completion. And going into, I was watching some of his his film in college, and he made he was, he was making similar plays that he did in college in last Sunday's game. And I'll show you right here the clip of Ayuk. He made a similar play in college, Um uh, same kind of sidearm throw he had to roll out and and make the throw and completed it hit his receiver so uh the Purdy the talent the kind of talent and skills that Purdy possesses uh could benefit this this 49ers team although even though he is this rookie the one the, I think the one of the biggest aspects of Brock Purdy and I'm gonna read this off too from like the NFL uh NFL scouting report that he had, He's a different quarterback when he finds his rhythm. I saw, we kind of saw that Sunday. I think it's possibly too. I mentioned it last in the last podcast because just the adrenaline. But he looked confident. Uh, he was in rhythm. He's hitting his throws. He only had a couple, two or three like really awkward throws that overthrew a couple receivers and everything. Uh, generally accurate passer. I think we saw that a lot. He was hitting the guy, the receivers in, in their hands. Confident throwing over linebackers in front of safeties. He was throwing in the end zone, the first one to, um, to Christian McCaffrey that he dropped. It was it was a great throw right in between two receivers were only, or uh, defenders, right where Christian McCaffrey could get it. Unfortunately, McCaffrey dropped it. But uh, we saw that multiple times, uh, Purdy doing that. Good toughness and anticipation as a runner. We didn't see too much of that. Didn't get to see him uh, run too much. Um, but also the fact that they say that he's a team leader and he was a four-year starter. Just having that, that so much uh, NFL experience is – just totally going to translate to the NFL and saying that he's that, that uh, team leader. It was also shown here. uh, Ayuk was on some other podcast and he just showed so much praise for Purdy saying how much preparation he goes in uh, into every single week and just, it's a fact, too, that Purdy, like, you're a rookie quarterback. You don't think you're going to go in the first four minutes of the game and just showing off what he did in that game just shows the tremendous preparation and kind of confidence that this that this young Purdy has. Uh, Ayuk went on to say that um, after one of the bad throws that he made like Tyuk, he said, I'm going to get better, and I'm going to feed you. Uh, basically, that's, that's great to see from a, a quarterback. He's showing his accountability and just – Kind of talking up his receivers, which is great. Seeing uh, from a rookie, you don't—I don't think you really see that all the time. And then Brandon Ayuk said all the way, "Hey, I'm rocking with BP. I'm rocking with Brock Purdy." So it's great to see that the guys. And we saw it. That's the one thing too I want to mention. I was—I <laughs> seemed like I was the most depressed Niner fan. Uh, and then I see all these other guys, and I'm like, "Yeah, why am I so depressed?" Because. The whole Niners team, although Jimmy, yeah, it's it's a big it's a big tough loss that the Niners, this whole team suffered that Jimmy's gone, but you just saw the just the excitement that was on all the players' faces and they're just they're rallying around Brock Purdy now. They're just they're being professionals about it. Our season they're saying our season's not over. Brock Purdy, if he can play the way he did Sunday, we can make a run at this still. And that's something I kind of missed uh, because of the emotions I was having, and just not the clear thinking that I should have, and the faith that I should have had in this team. Um, but yeah, even I'll just every Niner fan too say it's not over, man. Brock Purdy, the way, if he could play like that, we could be fine. We could be put in a good spot. And I kind of wanted to make this comparison. I know uh, one of the fan, one of the uh, people in my Instagram comments was mentioning uh from this video that I have made uh when Jimmy got hurt he's like hey it's not over if you look at the 2000 Baltimore Ravens Trent Dilfer he completed 35 passes in four playoff games and he rode basically the one of the arguably the greatest defenses in the NFL the 2000 Ravens defense and they won the Super Bowl 34 to 7 uh and throughout that year I was looking up a couple of the Raven stats that defense pitched four, four shutouts in the year. They were absolutely insane. Unfortunately, I wasn't alive to watch them. That would have been great. But I, I'm not saying you can make the comparison just yet of the greatness that the 49ers defense is making this year compared to the Baltimore Ravens defense. I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that is. Could you kind of compare them, the two? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, obviously not. The season's not over. But, but just the fact that just seeing how complete this Niners defense is this year, obviously, it's been done before, kind of, in 2000. Trent Dilfer didn't have to do much. He just had to rely on his defense and had to do just enough to get his team over the top, and they won a Super Bowl. So, it's been done before, guys, where a defense has won has won a championship. Just like the saying, defense wins championships. So, we can't lose hope. We can't lose hope, and I, I learned that. I learned that on Sunday, so... Um, we're going to we got to move in now to what we're going to see next this next this coming Sunday the tallest task that I think any rookie quarterback is ever going to is ever going to come across and that's to face Tom Brady and he's facing the Buccaneers this Sunday. The biggest stat, you know, I think everybody's seen it is on CBS Sports. Every rookie, every quarterback that that was slated to make every every quarterback that started his first game against Tom Brady has lost. Uh, they're 0-6 against them, and the list is, I don't even know half of these quarterbacks' names. I know, like, two or three of them. I know e- E.J. Manuel, so I'll name them off right now. Luke Falk, have you guys heard of him? E.J. Manuel, we, I think we all know him. Jake Locker, Tyler Paco, Matt Flynn, and Luke McCown, and I believe that's, I think that's um, Josh McCown's brother. So, yeah, 0-6. Already, the just the numbers are stacked against Brock Purdy on Sunday, where Tom Brady has never lost to a quarterback making their first first start, but I think that's that's slated to change. I think this Sunday, and mainly because of just the defense that we do have. Um, the good news is for the Niners facing the Buccaneers is that they beat the Saints on uh, Sunday Night Football. But the, and so Brad, the the good news is Brady's not going to be mad about that loss. But the bad news is that. Brady and the Buccaneers won, so they're going to be feeling good about themselves, and they're going to be uh, ready to take on the 49ers and this defense. So we got good and bad. We don't have mad Brady, which is good, but we do have have you know confident Brady. So and on top of well, I'm sure he's still got the anger of not being uh, drafted by the Niners because you know he keeps he keeps everything deep down in him, and that just that just lights a fire under him at 44, 45 years old, however old he is now. <laughs> but uh, some stats about the Bucks: They're scoring only scoring eighteen point one points per game. That's number tw- that's twenty seventh in the league. They have a twenty seven overall uh, offense, uh, only scoring eighteen point one points per game, which is great for the Niners because uh, they've been keeping keeping the numbers in the in these five games like tw- is it 20, 20 points and less uh, this defense and just the thing you can't you can never count out the bucks no matter how good any defense is especially the 49ers defense uh, because it's just, you're, you're facing the goat you're facing Tom Brady uh, if you guys watch Sunday Night Football they were down like the whole game in the last five minutes Tom Brady scored two touchdown passes and he holds the record for most fourth quarter, uh, for most comebacks, most fourth quarter comebacks, 44 and 56 game winning drive. So when the Bucks are out of it, when Tom Brady's out of it, he's never completely out of it. And that's going to go into the 49ers defense of what they have to do to stop Tom Brady. They have to keep the, their foot on the gas from very start to the when the clock hits double zeros on the clock, uh, Bosa's is going to be very excited, I'm sure, to face Tom Brady. He didn't get to face him uh, in 2020 because you remember he tore his ACL, uh, so he didn't get to face him then. The Niners did win, and I think he's going to be he's going to be pretty excited about it. But I think that's the one thing too. Uh, for the defense as a whole and the team as a whole, when you're playing a guy like Tom Brady, and and I think these guys, our team is very professional, uh, so I don't see that this happening. But I mean, I'm sure people get like players would get overly excited and try to do too much uh, to try to stop Tom Brady, but so that doesn't that doesn't always happen. But I think some of the keys that the defense needs to do is limit their penalties, and we got to expect Tom Brady to get calls because he's Tom, and so we can't have any late hits on him. That's going to punish this the, this team on Sunday, and we just got to we got to try to play as, as good as possible, as clean as a clean game as possible, and hope that we don't get on the refs' bad side. Um, a good thing though for this defense too is that we don't have to worry about Tristan Wirfs. He's still out. Uh, the Bucks' right tackle. With an ankle injury, supposed to be out this week as well. So that's, that's immediately going to help this uh, 49ers defensive line. And not to mention that Armstead is back. Uh, he was back last week. And the impact that our Eric Armstead has made just from that one game, and you can't even call it a coincidence, with, with Armstead back, and I'm going to show a few clips here, uh, Bosa had three sacks in the game. And why is that? Well, Armstead takes off the pressure from Nick Bosa. He takes off multiple defenders off Bosa. And there was this one especially good play. And I saw Akash Anavarathon. I'm sorry, I always mess up his name. But uh, I saw it on Twitter, too. And I was like, yeah, that's a great example. Uh, Armstead takes away two, like, two to three... Uh, defenders uh, offensive uh, linemen shoves them like to the right side opening a big hole for Bosa uh, leading in for I think it was either a sack or it was just a QB pressure or whatever Uh, but just that that presence of having Armstead on the line Armstead and Bosa I mean you can't double cover everybody on the line so immediately right there especially with Tristan Wirfs out I think we're going to see a lot more hopefully pressure on Brady but that goes into as well Brady gets the ball out. is the quickest has the quickest release in the NFL. Uh, he gets the ball out with two point five se- Gets the ball at two point five seconds or less, and he does this more than anybody in the league. With a f- he does this fifty five point nine percent of the time. So that's the issue, especially with the Niners. I think too, uh, when we do allow uh, quarterbacks to have more than you know. The average time, 2.5 or 3 seconds, uh, to stand in the pocket and release the ball quickly, that's when the Niners really have a hard time uh, stopping these offenses. And that's something that's going to be a tall task for this defense and see what we're really made of, what this number one defense is made of, on Sunday, are we going to be able to get to Brady in time? Because he's going to be able to get the ball out. And you saw towards the end of the Sunday night football game. That's what he, that's what he does. He gets the ball really quickly, a quick release and not enough time for like maybe a Bosa to get to him. So that is, that is the biggest issue. Um, and the Tampa Bay defense they're they're not something to sleep on either. It's going to be another task for, for Purdy and just hope that he can rely on his, on his uh, weapons. But, they're, they're top five in points per game allowed. They've only allowed 18.3 points per game, uh, and that's number five. Niners are number one at, I believe it's 15, 15 points per game the Niners are averaging, uh, allowing uh, offensive to, to get off of them. So it's going to be it's gonna be a great one on Sunday. Unfortunately, I don't get to go to this game too. I was looking forward to it, but uh, I don't get to see Tom Brady. So if you do get the chance too, go watch Tom Brady play some football, Uh, something I've I've wanted to do in my life, but I don't get to, but that's that's besides the point. (laughs) At least I get to watch them on Sunday and hopefully we get to destroy them. And so going into this midweek podcast, everybody, we're going to be dropping a hard hit minute. And this is all going to be about Brock Purdy. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Brock Purdy is going to throw a touchdown pass. He's going to do just enough. He's going to throw two hundred twenty 220 yards. Christian McCaffrey is going to rush one touchdown. Debo, Debo Samuel is going to have a rushing touchdown. And the Niners are really going to have to uh, use this rushing game, especially um, – to win this game, and I think Ayuk is also going to have a, the one receiving touchdown from Brock Purdy, and the Niners are going to win this thing 24-17. We're going to stop Tom Brady, and hopefully it doesn't come down to the wire. Robbie Gould's going to have to make a clutch field goal in this game, and hopefully, if that happens, everything goes well, the Niners are only going to have to win two more games, and we'll pro- hopefully be in the playoffs, guys. That's a lot a lot to think about, but we got to take it one time, one game at a time, and we're gonna to have to rely on Brock Purdy. So guys, I wanna know I want to know what you guys think. Is Brock Purdy gonna have a good game on Sunday? Are the Niners gonna to beat Tom Brady? Is this defense gonna get exposed by Brady? And and do we still have a shot at winning the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Those those things are the biggest questions now for the Niners. So we're just gonna to have to wait and see, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed. This is gonna be it. It's gonna be exciting for Sunday. Go Niners and stay faithful, baby. I'll talk to you guys later.